Hello all and welcome to the Newsbeat with the Dishing Dietitians brought to you by Crossing Healthcare. So today's topic, we're going to talk about mending your relationship with food because food is such a um, emotional thing and we want to talk about different principles to mend your relationship and this is actually going to be a two-part podcast. So we're going to cover the first five of ten principles in order to mend your relationship with food. And we'll talk about the other five in a later podcast. But for today, we are joined by Elizabeth, Amy, Allison, and myself, Jennifer. And we also have a new intern joining us today. So we have Monica. Um, Monica is actually the one that came up with this idea for the podcast. So we're really excited to talk about it. So Monica, if you don't mind, can you just talk about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, and what your, I guess, goals are for the future? Yeah, thank you. So I'm Monica. I grew up in Wisconsin and I uh, did my undergrad at the University of Wisconsin. I studied dietetics and science communication and now I'm at Illinois State doing my dietetic internship and my master's in nutrition and I'm looking to be a registered dietitian and hopefully work with people um, with eating disorders and helping them mend their relationship with food. Awesome. And that's definitely an area that is needed as dietitians in the eating disorder world. So we're really happy to have you here. And um, this is her last week with us. So we wish her nothing but the best and to stay in touch. Oh, yeah. So um, today, like I said, we're talking about mending your relationship. So I guess one of the first big questions that a lot of people ask is, how do we even know if we have an unhealthy relationship with food? So, Liz, do you mind just kind of talking about maybe some factors or some things to look for? Of course. So one of the first factors to look for is if you are a frequent dieter. So you see on TV there's a new diet come out or something like that, and you might be the first one to try it. That's definitely a sign of an unhealthy relationship with food. If you feel it, I've ever felt like you have to earn the food that you eat with exercise. So I can't have dessert tonight unless I go walk three miles um, is a red flag and something to look for. If we have rules set in place for the foods that we eat or maybe when we eat them, again, a red flag. And my favorite one, and this one is so common of Um, people I see, patients, is if we have foods labeled as either good or bad. Um, All foods are good, and there should never be any food labeled as bad. They can all be included in a healthy diet with balance. So that one's definitely one of the more common ones. So if you've ever looked at maybe cookies and said, ooh, that's so bad for me, then you could maybe agree with this. I know I can agree with that. I've looked at those foods before and said, oh, I know that's so bad for me. Sometimes we just do it and we we don't even realize that we're thinking like that. For sure. And that's hard. Or if we're basing our self-worth off of what we eat or which can kind of go along with the size clothing we're wearing or anything like that. We are, everyone is more than a number on a scale. So we shouldn't base anything off of that number at all. And then if you feel like tracking can be obsessive for you because you get into, this is how many calories I've had for the day. I've either I've gone over or I haven't had enough or 
just that constant thinking about it um, is something that we would we want to think about as being an unhealthy relationship in these five tips that we're going to talk about today and the five we'll talk about soon are ways that are going to help reshape how we think and feel with food. So if you're thinking this is you, just know that you're not alone. And like I said, and like Liz said, we're going to talk about the five of the 10 principles to mend your relationship. So Monica, I kind of wanted you to start with the first little bit. And can you talk a little bit about where these factors came from? I know you've got a really good resource for the 10 factors. Absolutely. So these um, principles all come from the Intuitive Eating book, which was written by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Rush. Um, they're two registered dietitians. They're really big in the eating disorder field, and they have a book, they have a workbook that, that help people to get back on their feet with eating and really relearn what we grew up with as kids, you know, knowing when we're hungry, knowing when we're full, and really just unapologetically eating. So the first principle that they lay out is called reject the diet mentality. So did you know that 95% of those who attempt to lose weight will gain it back within the next few years? And of those 95% of people, 75% of them will gain more weight than they originally lost. So it's, it's this really weird paradox where we're, you know, we tr- attempt to lose weight and end up gaining it back, and sometimes even more than we tried to. And so, so what we know is that dieting doesn't, doesn't really work, and it's time to uh, get towards the root of the problem, which is diet culture, which is this big entity. It's a billion-dollar um, entity that tells us that our bodies aren't good enough, and it, it feels like every year there's like a new thing that is targeted within the diet industry. You know, maybe it's certain body parts, maybe it's certain um, foods that they demonize and tell us that we need to, you know, cut out of our diet or you really need to focus on certain body parts, you know, like hip dips were a big thing, um, thigh gaps, those types of things that just constantly tell us that our bodies aren't good enough. And when, when learning to mend your relationship with food, it's important to let yourself have this time for yourself and not really worry about the appearance of your body and try to put that on the back burner. This is not a diet. It's not a way to lose weight. It's not a way to change the way that your body looks. This is really a time to um, get back in touch with the signals that are going on in your body. So the second principle is called honor your hunger. And I'm going to talk a little bit about internal versus external eating cues. So external cues are ones that come from outside of our body. This could be, you know, calorie labels on packages. This could be um, eating at a certain time of day, kind of like what happens in intermittent fasting when, you know, they say you can eat at this time of day and then stop eating by this time of day. And it doesn't actually tell you if you're hungry or full. It kind of tells you to ignore those things and eat within a certain set time period. And the last one is eating certain food groups as opposed to others because they are, quote, good or, quote, bad. All of these things don't really come from within our bodies. They come from external things outside of our bodies. Now, internal cues are those hunger cues that come actually from within our bodies. So hunger can actually come in many different forms. It's not always just that um, you know, your stomach is rumbling like the classic signal. Um, there's also thinking about a certain food 
over and over again, starting to get irritable or, you know, like hangry, like I feel like a lot of us do. Having an inability to focus and having increased cravings, again, for those, those certain foods. And honoring our hunger is mostly about ditching those external cues. So ditching the calorie tracking, you know, ditching those times of day where you have to eat between. And that way your hunger cues can kind of show through and you can really pay attention to when am I feeling irritable? When am I feeling like I'm focusing on a certain food and all those good things. Uh, our next principle is making peace with food. Monica, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought this topic to the podcast because intuitive eating for us dietitians, it's not new. And we've been talking about this for a really long time, but I think to the general public, this is something that they would really be like, well, what is this all about? And it gives us permission to enjoy life a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I think for all of us, this concept that the individuals that wrote this book with Evelyn and Elise, I think that it's really smart to title this third component calling Making Peace with Food. I think so many of us really need to do that, ladies. Wouldn't you agree? Mm -hmm. You know, as we talk with our patients, a lot of the times, like Liz had stated, like it's I'm good or bad. How does that reflect with us, not us as dietitians, but us in general as people? How can we maintain a healthy lifestyle if we can't have a healthy relationship with food? And I really like this concept of making peace with food. And I think that in general, a lot of us need to really think about this. We need to figure out if this is something we truly need to do so that we can live a healthier, um, more fulfilled life. And one of the things that they talk about is like giving yourself unconditional permission to eat all foods. If we were really able to unconditionally give ourselves permission to eat whatever, think of how much easier life would be. Mm -hmm. So much easier. So much easier. Like it just takes the pressure off. And even all the dietitians that I've worked with and known throughout the years, there's been some that are just so strict with diet that, you know, I kind of look and I think there's no way I want to be like that. But then there's guilt that comes over me if I choose something different. And I've apologized for making bad food choices. And so this is just really nice. Even just learning how, like relearning how to eat. I think for all of us, making change is difficult. And we have to relearn a lot of things in life. But this is maybe something we want to take some time to do. It will allow us to eat whatever we want And knowing when you're hungry or what you want to eat and giving yourself permission to be able to do that. They talk about this being a period of time that's often the most fun because you've kind of relaxed those regulations and guidelines that you've given to yourself. You get to eat all the foods that you have avoided in the past. And it just really takes that stigma away, I believe, for ourselves with the types of foods that we're eating. It's like tasting foods for the first time. You know, intuitive eating really is that. It's what do I really, what am I hungry for? What do I want to eat? And, you know, really tasting the foods and enjoying them, I think, which is really important. So you may notice certain food tastes different than what you maybe remembered before. And really looking at making peace with food, 
The goal is to remove the shame or guilt surrounded by eating those certain foods. This is going to take time, I really believe. I think intuitive eating is kind of against the grain of what we normally see with people and healthy eating habits. And so this this definitely is going to take time. And there's no learning that there's no good or bad foods and knowing that eventually you'll be able to see all foods as neutral. And I think if that we're able to obtain that, then our relationship with food is going to be so much better and we're going to be living healthier, longer lives. And kind of jumping off of that, the next principle ties in really well, and it's challenging the food police. First time that I saw this as a bullet point, I thought of us as dietitians because when we are either in a grocery store or we are out to eat, people always apologize and say, oh, I know you're a dietitian. Sorry that I'm eating this. We don't care. You know, you have to have that freedom. If I were to tell you Every single one of us in this room never eats sweets, never eats white bread or white pasta, and never has had soda in their life. I think that would be a straight-up lie, right? I mean, we need to have that flexibility. (laughs) So if guilt is something that you experience when eating, again, we have to relearn how to eat, and that does take a lot of practice and a lot of time. It's not going to happen overnight, so we should be patient with that. And when you do start feeling guilty, start to think about where that guilt is coming from. So is it coming from a maybe previous professional that has said, you shouldn't eat this, you can't eat this because it will cause X, Y, and Z? Was it your social interactions with friends? You know, the adage of if you eat this, it's going to cause whatever um, result. So why are we eating the way we are and why are we labeling certain foods as good or bad? And then again, relearning how to eat is going to take that time to figure out, am I at a different point in my life where I was when originally I got told that X foods are bad and X foods are good? And you need to give yourself that permission just to let go and live your life and see truly what you want out of food. Find the enjoyment in food again And just be present in the moment. So challenging that food police is, like I said, step number four of the 10. And Amy will talk about the last one for this podcast. Yeah, so uh, the last um, principle here is talking about how we can discover to find the satisfaction in the food. So I think instead of kind of you know, feeling uh, guilty or shame from eating certain foods, I think we need to switch our thinking to how how we can be satisfied uh, with eating this food. Like um, it's been mentioned uh, before, all food is good. There is no food that we need to stay away from. But let's find those foods that make us uh, feel satisfied instead of feeling guilty. Because again, we're allowed uh, to, uh, to enjoy food. And you know, I mean, if it's hard for you to think about, you know, okay, well, how am I going to feel satisfied? Take it slow. You can always try to add those fearful foods that you may kind of have been staying away from for a while and add them in slowly to your diet and just start to, you know, maybe add one fear food, you know, try one a week and then try one the following week and just kind of evaluate how you feel and and try to feel as satisfied with eating that food and don't feel guilty about it because you know, hey, this is something I really want to eat and it's gonna make me 
feel happy about it. It's going to help me uh, satisfy that craving. So just try to enjoy that as much as possible. And I don't know about everyone else in the room, but these foods feed the soul. I mean, I know when I have some really good food, you know, cake, uh, cookies, pudding, whatever it may be, it's feeding my soul and I'm pretty happy about it. Um, and it makes me feel satisfied. And then um, I can go on with my day and feel pretty good about what I ate and, and I don't feel guilty about it. And also, I mean, these foods can help us like interact with other people, bond with other people. You know, we can even share like how the food tastes to us, how we like, how it feels texture wise, or uh, maybe share some experiences with others, you know, with eating the food, whatever it may be, can really help us uh, to bond with other people. And again, it's just gonna make us feel satisfied. It's gonna help keep us, you know, satisfied for the longer term. So um, I hope you can kind of take all of these principles into account to really try to switch your thinking and really uh, be satisfied and enjoy the foods. Don't feel guilty and shameful and hopefully you can start to enjoy eating again. So those were the first five of 10 principles. Like I said, we're gonna have a part two with this. So I think it's gonna be really good just to go through these first five and see what am I currently doing and maybe what are some things I need to look at to mend my relationship with food a little bit better. And then coming up in the last five, we'll give you a lot more tips just to allow you to be more successful in building that relationship. So thank you again, Monica, for talking about this because it's definitely a topic that needs to be discussed to a variety of people because I don't think a lot of people understand that positive relationship of food or getting more, I guess, emotional with food rather than thinking of food as a certain category as good or bad. So thank you for bringing that to light. So that's it for this episode of the News Beat with the Dishing Dietitians. Tune in for our next podcast and you'll hear the final five principles to help you mend your relationship with food. If you have any questions, you can email us at newsbeatdishingdietitians at gmail.com. And this is in the description of the podcast as well. So if you want to follow it there, you can. We also do have a website with recipes and information from this podcast at dishingdietitians.blogspot.com. That will be also in the description as well. So you can check all of our previous blogs out. And thanks again for joining and remember to stay upbeat.